0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today is another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. John from Huntsville, Alabama asks, I'm contemplating developing a parcel of land for a multifamily project and possible other uses. It's much larger than needed for the apartment complex alone. Could you send me a few questions I need to ask the cities, the utilities, and the county? Well, John, that is a great question. Most of the risk in a development project relates to the entitlements and the site-related work. The actual vertical construction is generally pretty straightforward. So I'm gonna break this down into six main areas that represent the greatest risk to the project. And you're gonna to need to conduct some thorough due diligence before you move forward. Now you're gonna to wanna to take some notes, maybe listen to this more than once, and I'm gonna go pretty quickly here. So number one is of course the zoning and the entitlements. This is where you need to find out what the current zoning is. It might it might be zoned rural, it might be zoned agricultural, and you gotta to talk to some people in the planning and zoning board and find out if there is precedent for a property like this to be rezoned uh, in the manner that you're looking for. Not only is it going to need, to need to be rezoned, which will require public consultation, it'll require probably discussion with politicians since you know they're going to either support or oppose the application. Uh, that is probably the single greatest risk. Number two you need to focus on road access. Uh, There's almost certainly a road coming up to the property and the city will look at your development application and perform a calculation on the number of additional cars your project's going to bring to the road infrastructure. For example, if you have an application for say 200 new apartment units, they'll use an arbitrary multiplier. They may determine that you're going to do nine trips per day per apartment. that means an additional 1,800 cars per day on the road. And at that point, the city or the county may ask you to perform a traffic study to ensure that the road has the capacity to handle all those additional cars. And then once the traffic study is completed, they may require you to add traffic lights to widen the road, maybe add a turning lane, or possibly upgrade the road substructure to handle the additional traffic. Number three, of course, the utilities. There are five main utilities that you may require for your project These include the water, sewer, electric, natural gas, and internet service. And it's hard to build a subdivision or an apartment complex without all of these. The only one that I would say is optional, especially in the southern states, would be natural gas. If you were in a more northern climate, natural gas would be mandatory. If the distance to connecting to these utilities is large, you may be charged the added cost to meet up with those existing utilities. And in addition, Gaining access may not be as simple as drawing a straight line to bring the utilities to the edge of your property. You may have to negotiate a right-of-way or access maybe multiple easements across multiple properties in order to get the utilities over to your property. That could be both costly and time-consuming. And if you're building a couple hundred units, you want to make sure that you get the allocation for that number of units worth of load on the existing infrastructure. You know, the city might come back to you and say, well, yes, there's a sewer pipe there, but you're going to have to wait two years for us to upgrade the infrastructure into a larger pipe before you can connect up to that particular facility. Number four, surface drainage. The general philosophy is that Mother Nature designed the landscape to perfection. Whatever natural drainage exists is exactly what should be there. Some rainwater will be absorbed into the ground and some will drain on the surface. And when you start to cover the surface of the land with buildings and roads and parking which don't absorb water, you need to find a place for that excess water to go. That means designing drainage and holding areas called detention ponds that will handle the volume of water from a large rain event without causing flooding or or without forcing more rainwater volume into streams than nature originally intended. And that may require involvement from certainly your, your engineering team, but possibly even the Army Corps of Engineers if there are any streams on the property that might be affected. Number five you've got to look at the soil condition. The soil needs to be strong enough to support the weight of any structures you intend to erect on the property without shifting or sinking. And your civil engineering team is going to need to take core samples of the soil and conduct what's called a geotechnical survey. And the result of that survey is going to tell you whether the land is suitable for building structures on it. Some properties that are made up of highly compressible organic material, you know, for example, if there's a forest there or perhaps an old growth forest, you're going to have to remove all of that compressible soft material and bring in a large volume of hard compacted material in its place. This type of soil preparation can literally run into the millions of dollars on a large site, can easily dominate the cost of the raw land. Number six, the last item you've got to determine is if there are municipal development charges, sometimes called development levies or impact fees. These fees are the fees that local governments charge developers to fund the cost of expanding the city infrastructure. It's for expanding the water sewer capacity, building roads, and growing the public transit network. And these costs can be significant. In my home city of Ottawa, Canada, the city charges up to $35,000 per single-family residence, depending on the location. Some communities in Alabama charge about $5,000 per unit, so you definitely want to do your homework and make sure that you include the appropriate impact fee in your development budget if there is one. Now, I don't think you need to do all the research yourself. There are municipal planners who specialize in working with the city on the site plan, can help you with all these areas that we've talked about today. This process that I've described applies to virtually any city in North America. You're going to have some version of all of these issues to deal with. It's not just Huntsville, Alabama. This applies pretty much anywhere. So thank you, John, for a great question. In the meantime, have a spectacular day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.